Welcome to the COSEC Show. Join the COSEC Qatari Securities team as they share their insights on the Australian share market, discussing some of their best performing companies, macroeconomic news from offshore, including local domestic news, foreign exchange, as well as commodities. If you have any questions regarding the share market, our phone lines are open. You can dial in on 1300 854 151 or alternatively, email info at cosec.com.au. Exclusively on this show, each guest will reveal their hottest stock pick. For more information on any of the topics discussed, go to cosec.com.au. The information featured in this program is general in nature and does not take into account your personal circumstances, needs or objectives. Guests appearing on the program may own or have commercial arrangements with some of the companies mentioned. Before making any investment insurance or financial planning decisions, you should consult a licensed professional who can advise whether your decision is appropriate for you. Good afternoon, investors. My name is Will Brownlee, and welcome to the COSEC Show, where we discuss all things relevant in the market this week. Macroeconomic data, currencies and commodities, top form of the week that was, and of course, our hottest stock picks for the week to come. Before I go any further, please allow me to introduce my investment panel and resident experts on the market. Back, as always, the ever-slick Mr. Dennis Hennevik. Welcome, good sir. Is there a doctor in the house? Our doctor of mathematics himself, Dr. Adam Sedakowski, and back as always, sitting opposite me, the ever-mystic Mr. Louis Mossman. Gentlemen, how are we? What a volatile time we're having. It's near, yes. The stock market's yeah. been nearly as up and down as the weather in Sydney. It's been all over the place, and we were throwing a bit of a curveball this week with, of course, the Omicron variant. So there's a lot to contest with and a lot of news and a lot of data. So, yeah, a lot to cover today, but it's been an exciting week albeit um, a down week nonetheless. Absolutely, absolutely. We've actually had, we're actually going to start off with a video question for this time today. So uh, we're going to go to that right now. Hey guys, I think the markets are likely to react to an increase in interest rates. Which sectors are likely to benefit? So there we go. Thank you to our viewer. Emailed in. There we go. So Answering the question, what do we think, how do we think interest rates are going to impact inflation? Yeah, so, well, it really follows this whole you know, inflation in the interest rate narrative right now, of course. So for the last six to 12 months, we've been talking about over and over again. But now I feel like the everyday person is almost just as concerned as the financial markets because they're really noticing it, whether it's at the petrol pump, at the supermarket or wherever they are buying and selling things in the real world. So people and small businesses are really noticing it right now. That's why it's important. Now, the combating inflation is, a, as the gentleman mentioned, higher interest rates. And when higher interest rates do come, where does your money go? Now, the first and most obvious one is the financial sector. Um, so the one, they're historically the best correlated between performance and higher interest rates. Why? Higher interest rates, greater margins, and banks can charge more for you know lending out money. Now, the one important thing that you have to be, I suppose, wary of is can the banks actually pass that on to the consumer? Yeah. And what you need to do that is a strong economy. And if we look around, I think the central bank and you know, definitely the Federal Reserve, um, they're, they're quite confident in our economy. So they're quite confident in the fact that we can raise rates, pass it on the consumer, bank can charge high rates, premiums uh, But increase. if wages aren't going up, if people aren't making more money... And that's why the RBA is very reluctant because wage growth in Australia has been something that we haven't been able to push on the fiscal or monetary side. And there's, you know, there's not really much happening there, so... That Perfectly. being said, though, that being said, though, they they are talking a lot. I'm just throwing another spanner in the works here. They are talking a lot about how hard it is to get skilled workers. I saw an article today saying that Domino's is giving one pizza for anyone that signs on with them. All right. Some people they're giving one pizza yep. a day for a year, 
and a Nintendo or something along those lines. To way. an employee. Yeah. Something. I had the $50 dishwasher in the eastern suburbs. Yeah, like, yeah. They get $50 for washing dishes because we don't have any, we don't have anyone foreign in, in at the moment. So I, remember, I imagine all our first jobs were on small wages and I, it wasn't too long ago for me, but it was like 10 bucks an hour. Mine was five. Mine was five. Mine was five. A little bit older than you, exactly. but mine was. <laughs> exactly right. Well, we'll move on now to other stocks. Now, the two obvious ones, consumer staples, healthcare. People need to look after their bodies. Mm-hmm, People mm-hmm. need to go buy food. And the one that you need to watch out for most is the one that's going to be adversely affected, of course. So that's IT, tech. Anything with higher valuations, because those valuations will be drawn back when interest rates and discounts um, rise with them as well. So in the short term, we've seen that pullback already this week. I'll talk about it a little bit later on, but we've seen our tech stocks been hit pretty hard, especially after pay. Um, and I think at the moment, it, a lot of it's already priced in. People know interest rates that rises are coming, uh, but a lot of the defensive and cyclicals, so financials, healthcare, and consumer staples. Interesting. It's just, uh, just going back to inflation, I think it's, a, it's always a funny thing when I think about inflation, I think Dr. Adam Shedekowski, you probably got mm-hmm. uh, you probably got the f- more years under under your belt than us uh, us young sprogets here. But uh, what's one of the things that you've noticed that's really jumped up in price recently or uh, any time? Well, I mean, I th- I think the most important to notice is also the pressure even on the production has increased. So for example, Correct. Europe is one of the areas where it's really the worst at the moment. If you look at the producer price index, so that is really the prices from the producers. They, they are actually 21% up year on year. And so now they're on really unable to uh, limit that and that will eventually p- be passed on to the consumers. Yeah. So, it, so it's really broad, broad line because it comes all the way down from the production. Mm. Yeah, that's perfect. No, great point out the CPI is usually the headline data, the one everyone focuses on. And generally that's the central bank's target is the CPI, but it starts with the producers and they're the ones who pass it on to the consumer. So they're experiencing, experiencing these ridiculously rising costs. And at the moment, I'm not sure they think they can pass it on to the consumer. And as I've been sp- talking about, that's going to squeeze their bottom line at the end of the day, because the costs are high and they can't pass them on costs, higher prices for their goods and services. So yeah, definitely. Let, point let, out. Oh, sorry. Yep. So there was an interesting thing. So there were even like debates with, with between the shareholders and the companies, what they should be doing. And sometimes the shareholders are saying, well, actually don't pass on, uh, don't pass. We, we are okay with lower profits. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not being passed on to them, but I suppose balance sheet and earnings at the end of the day are what matters. And that's why we're seeing a bit of a slowdown and we haven't even talked about it. I'm sure the executives aren't saying the same thing. (laughs) I'm sure they're... Hey, listen, well, let's let's go rewind this entire thing because obviously this has all came across because of something, obviously two years ago, well, just done almost two years ago. Yep. We had COVID and now we've had Delta and now, of course, we've had this new variant that's come out, Omnicron. Omni meaning many, is that right? Is it Omnicron, yes? You did your research. I, I did. just uh, heard it on the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Omnicron. Omni meaning many, okay? Yeah. Uh, and this is a variation that sort of sparked up from South Africa. What do we all take to that? Is it reason to be panicky? I'm certainly thinking a lot of people are panicky. I'm sitting here thinking, wow, we're going back into lockdown. Uh, what, are, what are our thoughts? Adam, I think you... Well, certainly there is a lot of data and uh, it's kind of the picture is a little bit mixed. So in first, let me just mention a little bit how fast it's spreading and that is that is happening very fast. So if you just look at the last three days, three days ago we had uh, the, the pandemic being hit in 20 countries, then 27 countries, and then today 35 countries. Mm. That is, so it's, it's much more relevant actually globally than we initially expected. And also there were some of the cases that were just 
just with, for example, pretty high for example, Norway, they, they just came out this today with 50 cases they were uh, b- because they were able to like get the data sequences and they now yeah. are confirming it. So firstly, what we see is spreading really fast. And mm-hmm. uh, there, so there was also confirmation. So it was just a report released from South Africa today that's saying the, the reason why it can spread is because it can, it can spread beyond the current vaccination. So even if you're vaccinated, you might actually be potentially be spreading this to other Has people. Has anyone died from it yet? No. So that is somehow the good thing. Even though it is spreading, uh, it is there are no indications that it would be very significant in regards to hospitalizations, and there are certainly no deaths recorded at this point. And what are they thinking in terms of... I know Pfizer has announced that they said they can get a, a vaccine up and running in six weeks to combat it, but I'm just thinking, okay, cool, so we're second dose booster shot already i know people that have got booster mm-hmm. shots already now we're going to bring in the next one in the next six months is going to be this omicron variant jab like we're just going to be full of holes by the end of the well, <laughs> end of the uh end of the year so right now it is not clear if it w- will be even needed at all but if it is then pfizer had as exactly as you were saying they're already and they have the tools now to develop a virus very fast so we in a completely different situation than we were in uh, in early 2020 where we were still trying to figure out how to create such a vaccine now we have the tools to do it very fast yeah i, I think it's pr- they're pretty confident on that on that side of things however there's no confirmation so i think the one thing we look at at the markets this week is a lot of volatility we saw the vix hit a you know six month high and it's remained at that level just because you know markets are unsure about where to go our market was so wicky this week even the asx exactly. was so wicky we we I would like yes today we were up nearly one percent and we actually would drop down to 0.3 yeah. before finishing around flat very very and, and usually when you have a strong lead from the u.s conditions yeah. are right you, you know you stay green for the most of the day but Almost every day we started up and we ended down, and we started down and ended up, and it was just following the US futures. And it wasn't, news coming it wasn't out. yeah, it was absolutely, it was absolutely yeah. bananas. And it's I, been like that for, for a week since Friday last week. Yeah, we and I think had for investors, it's really important to not to be too panicky and digest this news as it comes because it's everywhere. I mean, everywhere you look, there's something being said about, you know, Omicron yields, interest rates, inflation. At the end of the day, you can step back, make informed decisions, not get too panicky, and digest the information as it comes. We don't have all the information. That's okay. okay. But just digest it as it comes. Yeah, actually, we saw uh, JP Morgan. Uh, they came out with a couple of comments on their perspective, how that's going to influence equity yeah. markets over in the US. And they actually said that they have an optimistic view uh, how it's going to all unfold. And they believe that it won't derail uh, the rally for global stocks. So that's just adding another voice of tone to the optimistic uh, overview of the market. And that's despite the recent uh, sharp pullback. So, quote, they said, uh, we expect the post-COVID normalization to continue uh, to assert itself globally in 2022. So uh, their strategists actually have a forecast for the S&P 500, and they believe that it will gain about 9% uh, from its current levels to climb to 5,050 points by the end of uh, 2022. So, yeah, optimistic outlook from JP Morgan uh, despite the Omicron scare. I think that's you know persistent throughout most of markets at the moment, you know, and we're just waiting for more information. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's like uh, JP Morgan, you know, they've said they're, they're cautiously optimistic on that, but they invest in equities, they invest in investments. <laughs> their their whole livelihood surrounds about things going up, not going down. It's not like they're going to come out and say, oh, "I think this is bad." I heard a, a, a fund manager today on on uh, Bloomberg saying, oh, yeah, I think this is going to be the start of not only a little correction, 20%, I think this is going to be the big start of another bear market. I'm like, are you even trying yeah. to get people to come and invest with you? What are you doing? Yeah, they probably work for a bear fund. That's, that's the reason yeah, why. Yeah, he works for a short hedge fund. But yeah, yeah, but, I mean, I, I do get that. But at the end of the day, I mean, 
I know, I do understand that, the, you know, if you're a bear on the fund, you get a lot of people, but a lot of people tend to not go, when the market goes down, a lot of people just tend to take money and sit on cash. I don't think there's a huge percentage of people that when the market goes down, they actually go short mm. the market. I think they just sit on cash Correct. and that's their version of shorting because it's, it's a relatively complex thing to do, obviously. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah, all, all very, very ups and downs. Where do we think the market's headed from here? Because we are down since August the 18th, we dropped 6%. We're currently down about 5.08%. It has been an up and a down and a sideways market. Yep. We are seeing mostly quite muted. I mean, looking at the charts on a daily basis, we're not seeing big jumps up or down. Mostly just things are either just negative by about 1% or 2%, but consistently. What do we think the market's headed from here? Well, I mean, if you just look at it on a technical basis, it is looking a bit precarious. You have to be honest about that. And we're sitting on our 200-day simple and exponential moving averages and have the potential to come lower. At the same time, we're on a very strong level of support. There's been many other points in the last four or five months that we've used this level just above 7,000, about 7,100, you know, to find some strength and bounce higher. But as I said, it's just about the unknown information that the market just simply doesn't have right now. Usually, you know, JP Morgan's just as smart or smarter than everyone else, and they might be operating off different information, but we just don't have that information yet. Yeah, so we, we have to wait. And also you, can also, you can look at it a different perspective. I mean, if you look at some of the financial and economical data that is coming out from US, also in Australia, for example, we just had a release of uh, manu composite um, PMI, so that is manufacturing and services, and that index is actually indicated that Australia is doing better than the month before. The, the last month it was an expansion, and now there's even a better expansion, meaning it is actually getting better, even though it was better before. Yes. So the economy looking quite bullish, we will remain to see on the share market, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. We're going to take a short break. And if we do have any questions for that panel, please feel free to take a video and email it through to info at cosec.com.au. Now, everyone that does will receive a copy of our book, Stock Market Success, Retailing in Dimmicks for $39.95, or our magazine selling in news agencies Australia-wide for $19.95. In the meantime... Like, subscribe, hit that bell, and we'll be back shortly with your currency and commodity overview. As kids, we were active. We were creative. We questioned all things. We celebrated everything. We took risks. We had no limits. We had dreams. Our imagination helped us solve problems and create new possibilities. Albert Einstein once said, Imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. We are in an ever-changing world filled with fear and uncertainty. Don't let that change the inner child within. As Walt Disney said, imagination has no age and dreams are forever. Herseg is here to help build your dreams and create possibilities. Secure your success with Herseg Kadari Securities. Throughout time, humans have relied upon innovation to advance and evolve. Using new and improved methods. Having meaningful impact on society and industries. In order to advance, ideas were transformed into new products and services. The stock market has also evolved through innovation. 
Innovation has been key to COSEC's success. Using artificial intelligence and machine learning, COSEC has streamlined processes to bring better opportunities to clients. Opportunities that might have otherwise been missed. Join a company that innovates to bring clients the best opportunities and service. Invest with a solid strategy. Invest with confidence. Invest with COSEC. Kadari Securities. returns in the stock market on a consistent basis? Obsessed with this idea. Michael Kadari forms COSEC, Kadari Securities. He seeks, in his own words, a revolutionary investment strategy based on better information and knowledge. Wealth begins with better knowledge, becomes his motto. He seeks to identify and accurately pick the next top performing stocks on the ASX. He seeks for consistency. Michael Kadari creates a unique stock market filtering system he names Lotus Blue, named after a flower that blooms just once. Because in investing, timing is everything. See how accurate COSEC stock picks are. Get a free seven-day access to Lotus Blue today. If you want the COSEC investment edge, you know what you have to do. Call COSEC now or visit cosec.com.au and take advantage of the insights he reserves for his clients. Do you follow currencies? Want to know how the Aussie dollar is travelling? Do you love commodities? Do you see gold prices rising? Do you see more demand for oil? Do you see the world economy growing? Get the latest in-depth analysis and discussion on commodities every week from real traders. Get real insights only on The Cosec Show.
Welcome back. Let's talk currencies and commodities, all things that shine, sparkle, fold, and make the world go round. Going straight over to the ever mystic Mr. Louis Mossman. Talk to us a little bit about gold. Are we shining or not so much at the moment? I want to put as much shine into gold as I can, but I'm struggling week you after week. You are a gold bull. Week. You've always been a gold bull. I love, you know, I do like the inflation hedge aspect of it, but really right now, it's not working exactly to plan all the time. Every bit of economic data we have, or at least the last figure that came out, we saw that big rise in the price of gold, but it's come back down to exactly where it was trading. So currently we're at 16, 17.68 per ounce, um, well down from our highs over the last say, year and a half. And look, at this point, inflation and, and the interest rate increases are so baked in right now. People know that interest rates are going to rise and it's what people are talking about. So I think people are hesitant to jump on the back of the inflation hedge narrative at the moment. Um, for example. Now, just, here you go. There you go. You go no, 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 no. You have to. So the one thing I, I was going to mention, um, I forgot what I was going to mention. You go. Okay, I'll go. Uh, listen, <laughs> the actual thing, I was, I was, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry maybe, about, you'll, maybe you'll put it back uh, in yeah, my mind. I, I'm not going to put it back into your mind. Let me okay. assure you of that because I'm going to jump to another inflationary hedge okay. and I was going to say you and your expert opinion, a lot of people tossing around the idea that Bitcoin's an inflation hedge. We're not going to talk about Bitcoin, but what do you think you would prefer as a pure inflation hedge more bitcoin or gold which yeah, one do well, you think is better well there was one and i'm going to diverge again but there was one a piece of data that actually dennis brought to my attention earlier in the week that uh, bitcoin and the s p 500 saw one of its highest correlation coefficients for the year which is 0.33 it's not a large reading they're not one for one but it's its highest reading for the year and that was on last friday when we saw the market fall uh, when it comes to inflation edge bitcoin is still there I mean, it just keeps going up and up and up. I've been saying it time and time again. We just don't have enough price history to pull the trigger on it. It is an inflation hedge. But there's been one area of the crypto markets that I've put a little bit of attention on. Um, and for the simple fact that it's been absolutely smoking it since uh, one announcement in particular. So this announcement was Facebook and they're renaming as Meta, short for Metaverse. Of course. And yeah. this really shone the spotlight straight on the metaverse. I mean, most people had no idea what the metaverse was, you know, two months ago, but now we all do. And in cryptocurrencies, what do we do? We love following trends. Now there's metaverse coins that are absolutely killing it. So two, sand is one, yeah. Three yeah, I want to talk about. Sandbox. And virtual world, something um, I haven't been in my virtual world before. <laughs> I'd like to check it out. But anyway, there's two sand. My, my own world is scary <laughs> enough. I don't want to get involved in it. So it's else. sandbox and um, the central land. Now, essentially, it's quite an, quite incredible worlds where they've got their own native uh, currencies where you can walk around, purchase things for your avatar. You can buy land within these um, mm -hmm. digital worlds. And yeah, it's a virtual world for you to enter into, buy things, play games, interact with other people. And to be honest, that is really what I think of when I think of the future in 100 years, 50, 20, 100 mm -hmm. years time. And that's really the path that Zuckerberg's going down. And one other game that's, you know, I think it's top of the list for um, the metaverse coins is Axie Infinity. And quite simply, all it is is you have a little monster <laughs> that you battle against other people's little monsters. <laughs> three. Uh, three monsters. You have three monsters. Okay. Well, I haven't yeah. played the game. Take it from. Yeah. Take it from. Take it from. <laughs> take it from Doctor Adam. We Adam works seven to seven. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then play seven games. to seven. <laughs> Axie Infinity. Yeah. Um, but that's one place to keep an eye out for. I mean, there's going to be a pullback but in them. Th yeah. I mean, there's. It's crazy. Uh, there's yeah. a. There was a coin that came out called Omnicon Coin which was a cryptocurrency coin, it went up 900% on its debut. And that was just off of the Omni variant. If you're quick enough, you list a coin that follows some trend 900% on the Saturday and bang. I would, if, I was in, if I was in Sydney, I would write bad weather coin because they're all volatile weather coin because, hey, we've got our first sun in ages today. So. Exactly. Well, That's right. I, I think the trend of following trends 
at the moment is going to continue. It's That's interesting. And just rewinding it back, linking it back to my original question, which you diverged from fantastically. But if gold or or uh, or crypto is a, as a hedge against inflation, and you uh, you very succinctly said that uh, crypto is very linked now to what the S&P, but I would say gold is the same. When the market gets sold off, gold's been going down recently. Yep. Market goes up, gold's been going up as well. As so has crypto, so has oil, so has everything. And I think one of our uh, analysts actually asked me today, junior analyst asked me today, is why is that? Why is gold going down and everything? I said, hey, listen, if people are scared, they'll sell anything to take it to cash. I so. think that's a good uh, explanation. Mm. And with the amount of liquidity that we have sloshing around in the system and a completely new asset class that is you know, polarizing the mm. world mm. and financial markets, money can go everywhere. Um, and you, know, you look at a, a coin like mm. Axie Infinity and it's got a market cap of $8 billion. That's insane. That's $8 billion. That's like what? One of Australia's largest Four online... Four times bigger than the entire exactly. Australian stock exchange. One of Australia's largest online retailers, Kogan, isn't even a billion-dollar yeah, company. Yeah. And <laughs> this is an online game with a virtual currency, virtual monsters, and it's an $8 billion market It's a kid's coin. game. Unbelievable. And that's just one project. On yeah. Anyway, listen, talking about liquidity, because you did mention liquidity, and then let's talk about something else liquid. Let's go on over to uh, Dr. Adam Shedikovsky. He's going to talk to us a little bit about oil. Very liquid. That was smooth, Will. Yeah, I, so you like that? Did you like how <laughs> it should just link that in there? It, it was better than usual. You know, it was really just Yeah, smooth. it was quite. I thought it was quite smooth. You know, very slick, just like oils. I think uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, well, it, it started uh, this week sliding down quite significantly. So that was uh, obviously uh, because of the news of the new variant. So that we saw again, falls of more than 5% in the beginning of the week. So then it rebounds a little bit. So what happened then? We had the news from OPEC Plus. So there's somehow the second most significant news. So what they were saying is they are saying they will keep pumping more oil. So it was there was a speculation because so the, the plan was to pump 400,000 uh, uh, billion more barrels per month. And then the question was, would they, uh, sorry, 400,000 barrels per day in, <coughs> in the next month of January? And they were questioning, would they Will they adjust that? Will they, because that is really pumping a lot of extra mm -hmm. oil. And they decided, no, we will just add more oil to the market. And there was a little bit of a mixture of expectations. So the market, it seems that the market didn't really expect that they will just keep on to pump more oil. So that was actually pumped the price of oil a little bit up. But overall, for this week, it was down about 5%, uh, both for v uh, WTI and Brent. Very good. Yeah, there was a lot of volatility in oil mm. markets as well coming yeah, off. Yeah, they their had highs. big pullback. Yeah. I think we're down now twenty percent from our you know year to date highs, which was above eighty dollars a barrel. And I think the expectation is like with uh, like with equities, you know, we're going to just digest the news and make more decisions when we get the news and when we we know more information. So I think OPEC's hesitant to take their foot off the pedal or shove it down. Just continue with their current path. And I mean, seventy dollar, sixty dollar barrel of oil is pretty standard. I think markets are happy with them at that level. Mm. Very good. Well, finally, let's move over to uh, the last one, iron ore. And who better to talk about that than the person who very clearly pumps a lot of iron, <laughs> Mr. Latasaurus Flex himself. We've got <laughs> the ever-slick Dennis Inovic. How's, uh, how's iron ore going, mate? Yeah, so iron ore has seen a positive turnaround recently in the last couple of weeks after being heavily battered down in recent months. And that was primarily due to the fall in Chinese demand, obviously. Uh, the biggest iron ore consumer in the world. Uh, as we can see on the chart, the commodity has opened the week at $94 a uh, tonne and is currently sitting at 103 Now, over the last 10 days, it's seen a 14% appreciation in its price. That's indicating a potential turnaround despite breaking below its 
consolidation, uh, which was broken a few weeks ago. Now, an interesting piece of news from a macroeconomical perspective uh, coming out of China, actually. Now, what they've said is that they'll boost uh, their iron ore uh, production by 30%, and that's to significantly ramp up investments in overseas mines. Uh, so what they want to do is rely less on foreign uh, imports and have their own mines overseas. So chi uh, Chinese senior government officials have said uh, that the industry, uh, they've basically laid out a five-year plan uh, where they will uh, basically singled out Australia and Brazil for dominating their imports. So uh, what that does is, from in my opinion, poses a potential threat to our local iron ore players uh, if they start, ha start having their own internal supply chain rather than uh, relying on Australians and uh, the Brazilian market for uh, their imports. Well, over longer term, I mean, this is not their first five-year plan about uh, yeah, yeah. what they should be doing with iron ore. I think it's like a third at least. Mm -hmm. So, uh, of course, we should be cautious and we could uh, keep uh, things in mind, but uh, this will be a slow, slow process, I would say. Yeah, well, well it'll definitely, be, it won't be news that hits the market all of a sudden. China stops importing iron ore from Australia. They need it now and they'll need it for a time to come, but it is something that's in the back of every iron ore investor and iron ore companies mine, at least for the time being, for sure. Mm. I mean, we've almost run out of time for this little section here, but I do want to very briefly touch on another thing that a lot of, I mean, we're seeing phenomenal growth through it, and of course that's the lithium sector. Uh, apart from Lion Time Resources today, it was down 15% or so, so that was a little bit of shock, but they did a cap raising, of course. Mm -hmm. Sorry, not today, it was 15% 15, 15 down yesterday, but they did a bit of a cap raising. But this whole sort of lithium space, absolutely phenomenal runs towards the north. Okay, do you think these are going to keep going? or? I, I think that they have the every propensity too because six months ago you had a lot of naysayers saying you know, that the prices are too high, stretch valuations, yep. too hot right now, and look where we are today. Again, if you play with fire, you could get burnt. But well, that being said, let's talk about being burnt. Novonix today oh, down 35%, well. got the speeding ticket from, uh, the, from ASX. A, 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 from the ASX, got chucked into a trading hold, came out, and that was at 25%, dropped another 10%, probably got another speeding ticket. Yeah. But what, any, is that just... People just taking profit off the day. I mean, this is a stock that's up 900% year mm. to date. We'll definitely know something by Monday, I'm sure. And I'm sure they'll come out with an announcement. Um, and maybe, you know, some director or CEO or major shareholder dumped some shares. I don't know. That's the first thing that comes to mind when you've got a 30% drop. And like every, almost, I feel like every day for the last three months, we've been looking at each other going, Novonix is up 10% again yeah, today. That's unbelievable. Day. And then, but when we opened up today, I said, oh, this is the day. It's down 2%. This yeah. is the day. It's <laughs> easing <laughs> off. And then it was just a, a slow grind lower all day And long. then just suddenly it just yeah, dropped thanks. off this cliff. And it was just uh, an yeah. amazing thing to watch on a, on a one-minute chart. I probably shouldn't be doing more work, but I uh, was watching it on a one-minute chart and unbelievable that sell-off. Yeah, of course. Very uh, easy to get burnt with these things. Exactly. So I think people were hesitant to jump in and buy the dip as mm. people have been doing recently because we just don't know. We don't mean news behind it. But as we digest the news, I mean, it's a great company in a hot space that has a lot of momentum. So if it's if it's really just a way of dropping some shares, it could be time to buy in. And, you know, but you're putting yourself a lot of risk. You know, the old adage is catching a falling knife. I mean, what's the, yeah, you're trying to catch a falling knife. Like you could get it when it goes down 30% or you could get it when it goes yeah. down 30% then goes up 10% and then try and get the last. I mean, it's the difference is 10% gain and you lose making that risk yeah. nice and low. Certainly something we'll be watching quite closely. Yes, absolutely. 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 So that's commodities, currencies and the events that have shaped them. Now, are you a bull or a bear? Let us know. Our phone lines are now open. But for now, like, subscribe, hit that bell and we're going to have a quick break. When we get back, we're going to be taking a look at, the, what the, look at what the best and worst performers of the Australian market were this week.
the world changed this year. So did the stock market. Is it time for a change in your portfolio? Invest with confidence. Invest with a solid strategy. Invest with Kosek, Kodari Securities. RBA has cut interest rates to a record low of 0.1%. Returns in saving accounts are now shockingly low. We have never seen these conditions before. The good news is that the stock market benefits from low interest rates and historically has outperformed property or any other asset class. COSEC uses a unique stock market filtering system called Lotus Blue, which helps generate solid profits for clients. During COVID in April 2020, COSEC recommended Kogan, which went up 340%. In June, COSEC recommended Saracen Minerals, which went up 23%. In October, COSEC recommended Nickel Mines, which went up 33%. If you want your money working overtime, you need to know what stocks to buy and when to sell. That's where COSEC can help. With no barriers to entry, it's just simple investing. Build wealth with a concrete investment strategy. Go to COSEC.com.au. Get a free seven-day access to Lotus Blue and receive our top eight stock picks today. have relied upon innovation to advance and evolve using new and improved methods having meaningful impact on society and industries in order to advance ideas were transformed into new products and services the stock market has also evolved through innovation Innovation has been key to COSEC's success. Using artificial intelligence and machine learning, COSEC has streamlined processes to bring better opportunities to clients. Opportunities that might have otherwise been missed. Join a company that innovates to bring clients the best opportunities and service. 
Invest with a solid strategy. Invest with confidence. Invest with COSEC. Kadari Securities. Welcome back. Let's move on to our next section now and have a look at what the best and worst performers for the week were. Were there tears shed this week? Who lost money? And who has Christmas come early for? We're going to go straight over to the ever Stigmas, Louis Mossman. Thank Give you. us a bit of an overview of what's been happening. Yeah, of course. Well, if we look at the chart that I have, of course, of the weekly chart, weekly something chart? you will notice is that there's no, there's no right-hand bar chart on the graph. That means that up until yesterday's close at Thursday... For five days, every sector in Australia was down. Every sector, and one of the which is, you'll notice, the bottom one is energy. Energy fell 6.63% over those five days. So all days. of those are negative? Every single one is negative, 6.635%. And the reason for that is, of course, the fall in oil prices. It dragged all our wood sur- woodside oil search, uh, beach energy, What did the market finish for the week? Negative two and a half? I think something along those lines, negative two. But this is, again, till Thursday. Okay. Um, so I don't have the till Thursday data. Of course, but of course. Everything was dragged into the red. We then go to um, tech. Tech also fell lower. As we've been talking about, the higher interest rate threats have pushed um, stocks lower. Afterpay, Zip, um, Zero, they all fell quite quickly, dramatically. Afterpay, 6% and 0.5% um, on the Omicron. And, of course, any sort of concerns that drag equities lower, tech goes harder first. So, I mean, it's just quite natural, everything that you see on this chart. It's not, not something to be overly confirmed by. Uh, but the best sector is one to look at, and that's communications. Now, Typically, communications is made out of stocks that are more cyclical and defensive. Um, Telstra, for example, is the biggest player there. I've been there. saying Telstra's down 6% today. So. <laughs> well, this is still Thursday, so we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> that. But, but cyclical and defensive stocks, so again, it makes sense. Moving into your cyclicals and defensives when it looks like there could be a threat to the market is the best place to have yeah, your money. Yeah, who's going to stop using the phone, right? Exactly right. And, you know... I think next week we could be poised for a bit more positivity, but as I mentioned, we're sitting on a precarious level, so we're just there's two more days to digest information over the weekend. RBA rate decision on Tuesday. You next are week? correct. Yeah. Um, now before Christmas, I doubt that they'll want to shake things up too much. So, I mean, expectations from all of us. I'll give mine. Um, they're just going to sit course. Yeah. Yeah. Wipe their hands clean. Worry about that next year. Um, and I, I don't think they meet in January as well because of the, the holiday period, and they go straight to February. So. Right, well, let's uh, let's go over to for, to um, ever slip with Dennis Hinovic because uh, I was watching today, looking at BHP and looking at Fortescue yep. Metal. Now, a lot of people obviously have big big ideas on long term holds for a lot of stocks, and they and they're like, yeah, well, listen, I can just hold long term and not worry about it. But I tell you what, BHP dropped thirty percent. Fortescue yep. was down as down like forty or fifty percent, or had that big drop back now. Is it time to buy iron ore stocks? Because you seem to be relatively bullish on it. What's your insight on that? Yeah, so as we've seen the appreciation in the commodities price, it's actually reflected very positively on our local iron ore players. Uh, two of them 
as you said, BHP and Fortescue. Now, starting with Fortescue, as we can see on their charts, uh, they st started to take a dip in share price around the same period as the iron ore started to tumble. Uh, they have, however, benefited from a uh, recent turnaround in iron ore price and seen an appreciation in the share price over the last month, up to 20% in the last three weeks. So it's gaining traction towards the north. And similarly, if we look at the BHP chart, uh, they took a dip in share price around the same time as Fortescue and seen a turnaround in recent weeks, up 14% in the last two weeks. And with that being said, many could argue that there's a lot of value in iron, uh, iron ore stocks at the moment. Uh, considering to buy the dip and uh, also considering the future outlook of iron, there could potentially be value there. That being said, uh, I think they bottomed out relatively, what, about two or three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and they haven't done much since. So if you bought the dip back then, you might have been hurt a little bit. Yeah, it's I think, a, it's I think an interesting way to, play, way, way to play it, isn't it? I think they bottomed two months ago when I yeah. the, mentioned Fortescue. Yeah, the on the day. On, on the, the day, day that you mentioned <laughs> and told it, it was the bottom. The, yeah. So it was, it was actually the 21st of October. Yeah, on, on, the, the, exact day, so on, on, the, on the exact day. But it was like uh, 80 like milk at two bucks you mentioned, and I have to pay touch at four. Yeah, but exactly. But like... It was an appropriate risk to take. That's why I brought it. Now, where we are now, it's can they continue that momentum? Iron ore's up 10% the last week. Fortescue's up 20 um, since it bottomed out a few months ago. They're still beaten down from the elevated prices. At this point, there might not be a hot buy. Or a more, they're less of a conviction by now than they were two or three weeks ago, that's for sure, because we just still need to digest more iron ore news. But BHP, diversified across many areas, and Fortescue's still a great company. The outlook for them... Uh, you know, beat him to long term. It's still very strong for both of them. Dr. Adam Shudikovsky, your two cents, if you could. Actually, to, to, to be fair with you, the, the person who I've got the most respect for of their intelligence <laughs> is yourself. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up that. Your like, $2 million of whatever your, your opinion's worth to me. Well, I wanted to mention a sector we actually haven't discussed today, uh, and that is there is some potential there as well, I think. So the health sector, if you look at the bigger picture, I think there is some potential. So, I mean, if you look at the very big picture, so like the last 2,000 days we see that health sector has been performing very well. As if you look I'm at just trying to do the maths on what, like 2,000 days. Is that, what, four years yeah. ago? No, yep. no six years ago. Than, six years way ago. Way more than six, even. <laughs> Two, well, 2,000 <laughs> trading days, you would Oh, 2,000 oh, oh, trading days, yeah. So that, that's... Uh, like you jumping on your computer to work that out? How long ago that was? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, that's uh, about seven years. But if you look at the data, that is actually like very positive for the health sector. And if you look at just around last year the health sector hasn't been performing so well so and it could potentially be a time where where there could be some rebalancing happening so in uh, one reason is of course uh, that there is more focus on health now mm -hmm. and and also uh, basically like where should money be going and, and a lot of like et sectors has been pushed down a little bit and so the money has to really go somewhere so yeah, health could, sector could be a place yeah because yeah. the largest healthcare company on the exchange which is of course csl i believe mm -hmm. okay uh recently had a merger uh, a merger or it bought or purchased another company it dropped quite a bit so they put a little bit of pressure on it but Promedicus, which is also a large one that's also had a pretty sharp big pullback uh and i mean that's really so i i think i look at all the healthcare companies even something as as bullish as resmed or fisher and pike or everything's just been trading very sideways very mm. choppy in that sector yeah but, but i think what one thing you can note with csl's acquisition they're trying to innovate they're trying to spur that next level of growth because a lot of these great australian healthcare companies they're right at that peak and they're struggling to push the push yeah well the, you're exactly right i mean yeah. cochlear csl resmed Ramsey Healthcare, all famous, famous healthcare companies that back in 2014, 15, 16, 17, you could not go wrong in healthcare. Yep. And you think now it's just topped out. 
The only very you know you think that might have just happened, yeah? Yeah, well, not topped out, but there's the move from CSO. You know, just if you think about it, face value, it's trying to push the envelope and trying mm. to get something done and try to spur that next level of growth. Because at the moment, I feel like investors just don't see that. But you know what, Doctor Adam mentioned is you know where will the money go? There's been so many spaces that have been mentioned, and you know you're looking at lithium materials, mm. oil, EVs, battery technology. Know, healthcare and biopharmaceuticals, maybe you're not one in Australia that's had any attention recently and much love. So if you pick the right one in the area, I'd concur that that could be the next uh, hot, hot opportunity. Very good. Thanks very much, gents. Now, do you have a stock that you've been watching for a while? Is it time to buy, sell, or maybe even average in? Why not send us a message and we can ask our panel. In the meantime, let's take a short break. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that bell, and we'll be back with your final section of the show. the highest returns in the stock market on a consistent basis? Obsessed with this idea. Michael Kadari forms COSEC, Kadari Securities. He seeks, in his own words, a revolutionary investment strategy based on better information and knowledge. Wealth begins with better knowledge, becomes his motto. He seeks to identify and accurately pick the next top performing stocks on the ASX. He seeks for consistency. Michael Kadari creates a unique stock market filtering system he names Lotus Bloom, named after a flower that blooms just once. Because in investing, timing is everything. See how accurate Cosex stock picks are. Get a free seven-day access to Lotus Blue today. If you want the Cosec Investment Edge, you know what you have to do. Call Cosec now or visit cosec.com.au and take advantage of the insights he reserves for his clients. Trust is key to any relationship. Fortunately, it's nothing that can be bought. It's earned. As an investor working with an organisation, they need to demonstrate integrity. They must show consistency. Full transparency accountability. They must be genuine in their approach. 
their core values must align with yours. They need to put your interest first. If you are considering investing, work with an organisation that earns and nurtures trust. Work with an organisation you believe in. Work with an organisation that treats you the same way they like to be treated. Join an organisation that views clients as people, not people as clients. If you are considering investing, consider Kosek Kadari Securities. kids, we were active. We were creative. We questioned all things. We celebrated everything. We took risks. We had no limits. We had dreams. Our imagination helped us solve problems and create new possibilities. Albert Einstein once said, Imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. We are in an ever-changing world, filled with fear and uncertainty. Don't let that change the inner child within. As Walt Disney said, Imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. Herzeg is here to help build your dreams and create possibilities. Secure your success with Kosek Kadari Securities. Welcome back. The moment we've all been waiting for, the final section of the Kosek Show. So this is what investors are really looking for. We know what oil, gold and the dollar's done. We know what the top performers for the week are. Now, let's find out what our panel is looking at for the week to come. And we're going to start off with the gentleman directly opposite me, Mr. Louis Mossman. What are you looking at this week? Why do you like it so much? Well, most importantly... Why do you like it so much for the week to come? Of course. So I'm continuing down the metals, minerals, and mining route. Mm -hmm. And uh, one I'm looking at right now, very much technically driven at the moment because their chart looks fantastic. But I'll tell you what they do and what they're looking at anyway. Um, the company is South 32 Limited. Now, they're a very diversified, when I say diversified, they're a very diversified uh, mining and metals company operating across the world. So some of the things that they look at, we have alumina, aluminium, ener uh, energy coal, metallurgical coal, manganese ore, Magnes alloy, nickel, silver, lead, and zinc. So just about everything. And that diversification obviously bodes well with them. Now, their most recent news, they have actually taken a 45% stake in the Gorda mine. It's a Chile copper mine. So that's diversifying themselves into, again, yet another um, area to look into. And copper is something that's been just as hot recently. Uh, Dr. Adam can talk to you about the charts there, but copper and nickel through the roof at the moment, really driven by uh, the whole EV craze, renewable energies. We know that copper is used for electrical generators, motors, and uh, electrical wiring as well. So very topical uh, piece of equipment. Now, 
People love their dividends. If you really want to know what it is, it's the 3% dividend. That's 100, uh, 100% franked. And of course, they've actually got a five-year beta of one. So pretty, not very volatile at all, tracking the market. Mm -hmm. uh, beta is obviously how it moves proportionally to the market. So they're almost that being said, the market's not performing particularly well at the moment. So we could see a bit of growth on that, certainly. Exactly. Well, when in the short term, the price fluctuations, that's why I like it. So if we do ring up a chart... Uh, we can see that the company's been a, quite a consistent. And Certainly not going down south, is it? Oh, I like that. Again, pretty smooth. Um, we're looking for some north action here. We've got um, some strong price action, again, approaching that top Donchian channel. Um, if you draw a nice trend line up from right at its lows about a year and a half ago, it has hit that and it's hit it once again. A few and bullish a nice candles. nice 32-degree angle by the looks of it. Oh, 32 degree. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do my maths in my head. That's probably, yeah, that's that's probably not that bad, yeah, to be honest. Okay. 32 degree. It's probably like 40. But anyway. I can just feel our likes just going <laughs> down. I can just feel like our unsubscribers. Like, I'm sick of this guy. Yeah, just, I'm, 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 anyway, continue. Anyway, oh, if up. we want to look at what everyone else is saying, uh, maybe that interests you more than Will's jokes. Mm -hmm. We've got City, Macquarie, Credit Suisse, Audmanet, Morgans, UBS, and Morgan Stanley. Just about every institution on the street, all with upside and um, with buy ratings, outperform, add. Uh, whatever added you want to put to it. So there's uh, upwards of, you know, 33, 30, 22, 18%. So there's a lot of backing behind the company. A lot of the commodities that they're in are very hot. The recon acquisition is very hot and technically they look good. So opportunity is South 32. Perfect, perfect. Listen, oh, well, let's go over to Dr. Mstitikowski. So I know you are looking in that healthcare sector space. What are you looking at so much? It's not CSL, it's not Cochlear. What are we looking at at the moment? Now I was looking at a little bit uh, different companies. So this one is Imugene. Uh, uh, limited, so they are focusing on cancer vaccines. I am you, yes, I am you very yeah. much. So yeah, so vaccines against cancer is not something certainly not really developed, not something that we haven't seen like really being advanced very far, and they are really cutting edge, I would say. And um, so there are a couple of. Uh, so first, if you look at their financials, so we really see this is a company that is growing. If you look at the money flowing in, the revenues um, in the company that has forexed over the last four years. So there is like really some put upward potential in that sense. And then you can also look at some of the announcements we have really seen. So that's kind of more of the macro. So for example, they have a patent that was approved of September 22nd. And more recently, we also have seen they are now partnering up with Pfizer that is more than 100 times bigger mm -hmm. in terms of market cap. And, and just for our clients who might have missed that, uh, I certainly missed it as well. They are involved in the treatment and eradication of tumors for cancer patients. Is that right? And they do it by their immune. They have vaccines that increase their immune to eradicate tumors. Is that correct? Spot on, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, pretty pretty topical. I think that's a pretty high-profile thing to be talking yeah, about, but sure. please do continue. Oh, yeah, very much so. So it is pretty specialized, you could say, in a sense. And uh, But it is there is a lot of potential, I think, in that industry. So I, I, I think it also looks it really looks very promising. So there are no institutional brokers, uh, so perhaps in some sense a little more speckier, but uh, the readings, I think, are very good. So let's actually look at the technicals. So if you look at the chart, so firstly, the, the price is trending well above the both simple and exponential average. And we also see that there was a large bullish hammer earlier in the week and uh, we have uh, that we have used to, uh, to up, up trending the support of level. So um, some very bullish signs, I think, and there is, it's really uptrending. So for this week, for example, where we have seen other stocks downtrending in the large mm, and mm. certainly if you look at the yeah. average this uh, stock went up more than four percent 
very it's good. good. Yeah, love very a stock good. that goes up when the market's Love a stock down. goes up when the market's down. You set up down. that healthcare sector pretty well early. I was like, you haven't talked about healthcare in a while. And then bang, healthcare comes up. Because Immugen's a, a stock that's done phenomenally well over the year, 427% year to date. You did your research. You knew uh, he was uh, oh, looking mate, at it yeah, I've got, uh, <laughs> I've got uh, you know, I've got, I've got my little, I've got my elves in the ground listening to what's going on. Um, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, but yeah, Im- I mean, Imogen's one of those things that's just beautiful level of uh, support now seems to really be going into a positive direction. Yeah. Yeah. These vaccinations, I mean, they, ha- they have been developing for years. I mean, this is a project that is... Which is so surprising because it takes years to develop a vaccination. You've got Pfizer pumping one out in six weeks. You've got to be sitting there saying, what's going on? Oh, that's where the resources are going, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. and the cancer's taking a back seat and all these other things. And that's what healthcare companies are really going hard on right now. Perfect. All right, let's go over to Ever Slick himself, Dennis Hinovic. Let's see what you're looking at for the week to come. Yeah, so my hot opportunity for today is one of our local lithium and iron players that I believe is currently undervalued and has potential upside. Now, the name of the company is Mineral Resources Limited, uh, ticker code M-I-N. Oh, that's uh, the smaller brother of ticker code M-A-X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Look, uh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. So we've got Dennis, explain it to me. Dennis is shut up. <laughs> no, nah, look, they're a mining service company providing high-quality, low-cost mining mining construction and mining infrastructure services in Australia. Now, they have three core uh, business pillars, being mining services, commodities and uh, commodities and innovation, and also infrastructure. Now, the reasons why I like them. Firstly, institutional valuations. Both Macquarie uh, and uh, City both have upside for them. Uh, and Macquarie, 60% upside wow. with an outperform rating, and City with a 20% upside uh, with a buy rating. Now, technically, if we look at the charts, uh, they're an upward trending uh, stock that's taken a bit of a dip in recent months on the back of the iron we'll call ore that minimalistic prices. dip, very minimal yeah. dip. <laughs> Look, it's taken a turnaround over a couple of weeks. Uh, currently trading as 200 simple and moving uh, exponential moving averages. It's hit the top Donchian channel, and both momentum indicators are positive, so uh, that's a good thing. And also 40% upside to its high, so that's why I like them today. Yeah. Very, very, very good to hear. Now, listen, in terms of those spaces, obviously we've got that there, but I just want to touch on a, a maybe a, maybe a lithium stock that we've been looking at quite recently because I do think a lot of our clients, I get a lot of emails mm-hmm. from clients that are always interested. What's a lithium stock that we can buy? Do we have a favoured lithium stock that we're looking at at the moment? I mean, we're quite famous mm-hmm. here for picking three lithium stocks I would say, what, six months ago, seven months ago? I think it was a little bit earlier that, but we picked three lithium stocks. Oracobra, Pilbara... Galaxy. Galaxy. So Galaxy is no more. But three lithium stocks, and they've shot the lights out since we picked them. At. And we, we that's what I think investors really need to be looking at and focused on for the next few months leading to Christmas and next year. And I've been saying it over and over again. Follow those trends. Watch those trends and ride off the back of them because we're not going to see the broad, widespread growth like we saw the last year and a half where everyone's accounts can just pump mm. and pump and pump. Gotta be a bit more selective and a bit more accurate. I think the market's up ten percent year to date, which is about the average. Exactly so. right. And just to back to that lithium player, one in particular, and it's one we've been covering over and over again. And sorry to bore um, any listeners, is Liontown Resources. Now, I'm not saying it's an opportunity. However, an interesting one to look at because they fell fifteen percent the other day, as you mentioned, off the back of a capital raising. To give you an idea, their most recent raising was a fifty million dollar raising. This one is nine times the size. They're raising 450, almost half a billion dollars for their operations. They're really capitalizing on their elevated share price. And I know a lot of people that have got a lot of conviction in this stock. Um, and there's, you know, a community of lovers out there. So one to watch out for. If it falls any further, maybe at a discount, 
if you want to catch the falling knife, it's probably more like a falling spear. <laughs> Go for it because yeah. uh, it's one that's very hot at the moment. Very Absolutely. good. So we have mineral resources, which yep. is in lithium and iron, iron ore. ore. We have Imogen Limited, which is in the cure and eradication of tumours for cancer patients. And we have, finally, what do we have there? We had South 32 exactly right. and Lion Town Resources in the mineral space as well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in this week. On behalf of everyone here at the show, I want to wish our clients, friends and colleagues a safe and happy weekend, and we look forward to seeing you next week. My name is Will Brownlee, and this has been The Cosec Show.